The podcast is recording. We are live. I mic checked earlier, so we're making sure the mic check is good. I'm just going to do a little intro while Shakti gets organized. It is me, Spiritual Stoner 420, also known as Yogi JT, Mystic JT Ray. I go by many names and many forms. We are here for a cyclical collaboration. The moon cycle happens every two weeks, so we go live every two weeks and just kind of talk about spiritual topics and the daily flow, kind of do a Shakti uh, Shiva flow. And of course, I always say that our intentions are, my intentions definitely are just to bring you knowledge and wisdom so that we may gain an understanding. As I'm lighting this sage, so I'm going to light some sage. Just to clear the air. Shout out to everyone out there traveling on the road, doing your holy day thing. Hope y'all being safe out there. Oh yeah, sage is lit, sage is lit. in the air yes speaking of weed I do have one rolled up to wake and bake of course of course all right so you can check me out at the holistic perspective podcast on all platforms you can also check out the witchy life coach podcast on most platforms as well if you don't catch these live recordings, you can also catch these videos on our platforms somewhere, correct? Are you recording this? I am recording. Okay, cool. So yes, you can catch these videos. Some people like audio, some people like visual, some people like both. So we're giving you everything. Shouts out to the universe and the guides. You want to talk about modern day mystics, we're doing it here with phones and tablets and all kinds of stuff. All right, so here we are. Another moon talk. Um, yeah, I have a. I definitely want to get started because um, we didn't do a live for the last moon cycle, which was a, a amazing um, eclipse. Had had mad energy. So before we get into this current full moon, I would like to talk about the eclipse um, because we didn't go live. There's so much energy. There was a lot going on. Did you, uh, how did you feel? Uh, what did you do? Oh my gosh. All right. So me and the full moon do not like each other. <laughs> I'm a new moon person. So I'm feeling great right now because we're coming into the new moon. Um, especially with the eclipse, I think everyone I knew went crazy. I've had to talk and post down a lot of people um, who have seen suicide. You know, there's a lot of suicides. Nope. Um, yeah, what you said. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff went down. But again, as mystics, it's expected. So speaking from my perspective, I expected all of this shit. Every single bit of it. You got a blood moon eclipse in Taurus in the bullshit 
sign, you're going to expect to get some bullshit. No offense to you, Taurus the Bull, but you are full of bull. So with that being said, I expected everything to happen. And I mean, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm surprised still. I mean, look what's going on. Gas prices, war. I mean, this is definitely the time for it. But I knew it was coming. Like Blood Moon, it's about to be some shit. This will be going to be some deaths. I mean, mass shootings are no longer a surprise as far as the grand state of the, the country goes. Everyone's kind of in shock and awe. We got inflation. We got two months worth of $3 and $4 of gas prices. People are going to start losing it. And that's exactly what I think I felt and what happened. Correct. Yes. And it hit me, which usually it doesn't because I'm prepared, but it actually hit me pretty hard last week. So I'm uh, looking forward to the new moon. I'm looking forward to releasing a lot of shit and getting ready for for that. Um, this today, starting today, I'm getting ready. I'm starting to prep, and then I'm excited. I'm excited. Correct. So you expected it. The hits came. Do, are they still as heavy or as hard to deal with when you expect it and they come? Just like some on some real talk shit. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. Um, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> From a, she, she, she mentioned that a mortician will tell you, and I'm going to, of course, talk from the spirituality side. A spiritualist will also tell you that full moons and, and the high death rates are because of the gateway, the space that's open in the heavens or the sky or the cosmos. It's perfect for people to go out on. 
So things like blood moon eclipses and full moon eclipses are actually gateways for people to leave this current uh, reality on. So always when that happens during that time, I always, I always look at, look to it as, yo, that's some, some G shit. Like somebody went out on a gateway. Now anyone can die any day, you know, don't get me wrong. But when you go out on a full moon, blood moon, you know, three, 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 whatever it is, you just set your own date. So you went out on a certain time. So yes, on top of the feelings we get as humans and things like that on a spiritual side, always look at the joy of going and leaving this world. Of course, this world we live in, that's crazy right now. I mean, I ain't mad at anyone dying right now with this gas prices. They're like, I- I'm out of here. Sorry. I remember when life was cheaper. Yo. Yes. So there was another point I was thinking about while you were saying that besides the gateway thing, but that was, that's just the flip side of it. Um, you were talking about, you were feeling your emotions. So this happens to all of us. We get emotional and I'm the same way. That's what I was going to, uh, admit to. Even though I expect the hits to come, when the hits come, I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, I still get, you know, upset initially, or I feel some kind of way initially. And then, of course, I remember my training or my self um, affirmations. And eventually, like you said, I talk myself out of it and let myself know, like, hey, this is a part of part of the process. It just happens. And then you feel better about it. And then that's when you can begin to calm the people around you. Because, of course, as soon as you calm yourself, everyone around you is like, oh, calm me, too. Correct. All right. So let's look to this moon coming up. It's on Monday. It's on Monday. So we got a moon Monday. Ha ha. Coming up. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> as a holistic self-spiritualist I just look at it as cycles like you got a new moon and a full moon and I got to prepare for both of them and if I don't I get caught slipping you know what I'm saying like I can't get mad if I get caught slipping that's how I use it I know it, I mean but I'm like you I prefer the opposite moon so you prefer the new I prefer the full even though I have a preference I know I got to watch out for that new chick back there because if I don't, so yeah, I'm, I'm the same way as far as, and we are like that. Some of us vibe with a certain moon cycle and there's nothing wrong with that, but prepare for both cycles. And especially the, what I've started to notice and prepare for really is actually the, the, the big shifts or the changes. So like at the beginning of the year, you heard me covering a lot of shadow work. 
and we were in a black moon cycle. We had two black moons in January, and then we had two black moons last month. So I've been paying attention to really when that chick starts really acting up instead of just the regular cycles. Because really, the new moon and the full moon cycle, that's your regular cycle, right? But when you got that special cycle, I really need to be respectful to the lady and watch out for her. Amazing, amazing. This is a age-old ritual across many practices. If you're hearing this, hopefully the recorder picked the microphone picked that up. But that is just an age-old practice of writing down and burning whatever you want to release. Whatever way you do it. I, I love the fact that you explained it that way because it was like, it was custom and it was generic at the same time. So these rites, these rituals, they're generic as fuck. And then you just customize them to where you need to customize them to. I'm definitely comfortable. I'm saying AF. I didn't mean to say that. I try not to drop the F-bomb on podcasts. And keep it PG with the shits and bitches. <laughs> so, exactly. So that was, thank you for sharing that, by the way. So that was an exercise she does with her children. Uh, you can do that with your children as well. Your teenagers, uh, your grown teenagers that, that is visiting for the summer. Some of y'all got some grown teenagers back from college. Man. In fact, that's going to bring me to my next point. I did a little... One of my first realest reels was about a video I did about saging the child's room. So, yeah, I want to let you know, everyone watching this and listening to this podcast, 
if you really are having issues with your child and you're ready to go off on them, like you want to beat them, but you know you can't beat them, sage their room. It works. I'm telling you, this happened to me like a year or two ago. And I wanted, man, I was really like, I'm holding back, but I want to go off and I couldn't. So I don't know. Something just hit me out of nowhere. You know, I'm newer. I was newer in spirituality as far as using these tools. And it was like, just sage, sage your room. And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to go sage this kid's room. Man, I went in there and was saging all over the place with good intentions. Of course, you want to have your good intentions. Neutral vibes to neutralize our beef. And I mean, you know, with spirituality, it's 48 hours to 72 hours, depending on how powerful you are and how in touch you are with your guides and your higher self. And it was within 48 hours, she started acting better. Like she started coming around and I was just like, oh, it worked. It works. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. But it's fun. I mean, these are things you can definitely get your kids involved in, and they like it because it's it's physical, and who doesn't like fire and smoke? I mean, they don't have to play with it, but they're involved in it, and it's fun. You know, it's like going out and lighting a fire pit. You can do it all around the fire pit. That's fun, too. Why not? Like, <coughs> Correct. If you have the room to build a fire pit, do it. I love to do it when I take the children camping. I take teenagers and uh, children camping whenever I can. And, yeah, I always let them build a fire and help me light it because, of course, yes, that teaches them. And also respects the element of fire and uh, helps them not to grow up and play with fire. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Very important you introduce your children to the elements. It's weird we're talking about children. I don't usually do this, but this is where the, the, the spirit is flowing us to, so I'm just going to keep with it. So as spiritualists, it's very important that you introduce the elements to your children as early as you can. And I mean like the elements is working with them with your hands, fire, air, earth, and water. So in Shakti's uh, standpoint, she is a gardener and an herbalist. So she's introducing her kid to dirt as soon as she can. And then the element of earth, of course. And then as they get older, she started doing the fire rituals and things like that. So whatever way you feel you need to do it, it, it will come natural. Just do it. But don't think you need to hold your child back from the elements. Because I, when I was young, my parents would be like, you can't play with fire. You know, you're going to burn stuff. So I can never light a match. I can never. Yeah, of course. I can never light a match. Light a, you know, light a lighter, nothing like that. So my brother was the pyro, though. Yes, I got five kitties. Yeah, uh, so they're all eyes open, ears open, so they can hear me podcast in here. 
She goes back there and does something. I got to start kitty proof in the house. So like today's the day, of course, I'm going to do that. But not to get too off topic with the children thing and the elements, of course, the elements period, if you're not comfortable with doing that, then you play with the elements yourself and work with whatever element you're already strong with. <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said, and oh, if you would have seen your face, I'm glad this is recording. You need to go back and look at your face. Her face just went. She had the old face, y'all. <laughs> Coffee scrub in the tub. Just if you ain't been put onto it. Yes. Yes. I was just going to say, if anyone listening would like to check up on her children's yoga tactics or anything, check her out, message her. You still have those old videos up? I was looking for that the other day, by the way, the Eight Monkeys page. Is that down off of Facebook? Yeah, I was looking for like pictures of me and you or you and I or vid I was trying to go way back to the lives we did in 2016. Oh, that was so long ago. Yeah, I just wanted to actually uh, just get some of the pictures. I want to get some of the pictures from Eight Monkeys, period, and like have an archive little collage. I think I still have some um, archive. Yeah, if you got any of the pictures... Grab them. If you got any of the event. Oh, yeah. Send me that. Oh, yeah. Send me all that. I was trying to find it on Facebook. I was like, okay, the page is gone. Then I was trying to go way back in my lives to when, because that's when I first started going live, when we were doing stuff at the studio. So we had, yeah, so that live is on there then from 2016 when I was doing headstands and we had the, the tent set up. Yes. Remember, I was live doing headstands. I was trying to find that video, but it's six years ago, so I wasn't trying to scroll. So, Facebook, I know you're listening. I'll search. 
It's now we're now there. I know you're listening, Facebook. If you can come up with some kind of archive, video archive, where we can go back five, six years and pull up a, a live, let's do that. Because I know y'all save all the lives. Yeah, I'm talking to you. So yeah, if they can pull, if we can, if they have a way, we can pull up all our videos. Because now I'm just like, oh man, I used to do live. I remember when I first started doing lives. That was six years ago. So it was very uncomfortable, and then it was like. No one else was doing it, you know. It was, yeah. That's why I'm so comfy on live now. People are like, how are you so comfortable talking live on camera? And I'm like, I've actually been doing this for six years. That's why. It's not really an embarrassing thing anymore. I can be up here looking like whatever, smoking on whatever, doing whatever. Even, yeah, I don't even care anymore. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you've been going live just as long. I mean, you were going live from the studio back in those days. In fact, one of the first live videos I saw on Facebook was you doing a video of the studio. Uh, you know, you were doing a tour of, like, what it looked like. It was a recorded video afterwards, but you had went live and did it. And I was like, look at that. Yes. So everybody out there that's enjoying live yoga and yoga online and yoga via the phones. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to say we were part of that beginning of that movement. Good. So there you go. Live classes twice a week. Check out the page. Um, any other moon stuff? Anyone have any questions? Any questions? I think I'm going to switch from Facebook to Instagram. It's been 25 minutes. Going to go to I. I'm going to give IG some love. Any questions from anyone out there? We love. Well, it's a very busy weekend. So. Peace, love, and vibe. Facebook, I'm going to switch to the gram. Everyone's out there doing stuff as far as like uh, uh, games. Uh, there's graduations still and parties from that. Um, I mean, there's just so much going on. So people will probably catch this afterwards. But. Creating a death oil. No. I'm making death oil. Leave me alone. I need to collect dead things. What are you doing? I'm like, shut up. No one likes you. No. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 We're getting really witchy, really quickie. Yeah. Um, you know what? And that's the, like, that's the honest thing. And that's why I like talking to you and why I like getting on here and sharing that because really, 
we need to get over it and we're starting to get over it. But once you really fall into spirituality as a practice every day and you start to study and you understand and you acknowledge the knowledge, you realize there's no such thing as good and bad. So I can make a death oil all freaking day if I want to. Yeah, exactly. It's all gray. Gray consciousness, neutral consciousness, holistic. So even though we say terms like witch and warlock, it, we're just referring to that side of the vibration of the spectrum, just the same way I would say saint or angel. So it's the same difference. It's just that I feel comfortable talking on both sides of the spectrum, where some people don't feel comfortable talking on the other side of the spectrum of vibration. Dropping some knowledge for those that just joined in. I'm jumping on IG. I gave Facebook some love, but this is when it gets. We just got fiery right now. So we're talking about <clears throat> actual witchcraft and, and the meaning of it. And she just gave a, a, an amazing definition. But, yeah, I just like the fact that we're talking about vibration. And it's really just moving energy one way or the other. It doesn't matter what the name is. I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. There's so many names for everything. Like we get lost in all these damn names because there's witchcraft and then there's magic with a K. Then there's magic with a C. It's so many. I was actually listening to this video the other day and he was talking about the Egyptians and he was like, well, they were the Netters, the Netteru, um, the Egyptians, the Phoenicians. He was like, they had all these damn names. Like, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you're either uh pushing towards the cause or the vibration energy or you're pushing against it really that's all you're doing you're going against the force or with it and whatever tools you're using is what we call things like witchcraft yoga reiki tai chi qigong or whatever um so meditation yeah prayer meditation yeah yes <laughs> not saying it's witchcraft <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> for all those church folks well And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to customize it, but you're not supposed to take over the world with your customized spiritual practice. Correct. Check. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, I love Christianity, too. I just think that some people don't need a group uh, to go to and they don't need the what I like to call the middleman of the church. 
Some people go straight, skip the middleman, and they're self, they do their spirituality themselves. Hence, the two people on talking on this podcast. We do spirituality ourselves, so we don't really need to daily or weekly or whatever people do, bi-weekly, attend a middleman's thing where they're going to teach us the knowledge. I just, we just go straight to the knowledge. So if you need to do that, that's fine. That's cool. But if not, you know, like I got a bookshelf over here full of books. Same thing that your pastor has or you're supposed to have. And Shakti over here is the same way. She's got a book bookshelf full of books, a garden full of a garden full of herbs. Yeah, <coughs> I have tents full of herbs, which I need to check on. They just told me <laughs> they just called my name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Humidity. Oh, yeah. So humidity, rain, humidity for any gardener, whether you're indoor or outdoor, it means, yeah, you got to get in there. But yeah, um, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with whatever you need to get your, you know, your fix. But like we said, just know. So it's a it's a massive charge of energy. I felt it be, uh, when I was younger, going to church uh, in my in my days, once or twice. You know, when I was younger with my parents, it was a lot of uh, show and tell. But when I started going myself and actually trying to understand the knowledge, I felt it once or twice. So, <clears throat> with that being said, it's just moving energy again. You either get in a group and do it, or you can do it yourself. But you learn when you start doing it. You're. I was just about to say that. Oh, I was just about to go there. You get the same energy if you do a yoga class or a group breathing session or a drum circle or a sound healing circle. Oh, man. Um, so let's get back to this. Uh, people are going to hate us. And that's because I'm exactly about to get back to this death spell. Speaking of creation. Let's talk about this death spell you created. Yes, death spell. The death oil. Just as more portable than having fire and stuff all the 
What did you say the carrier oil was? You put, you use, you crush the dead stuff up with? Okay. Correct. Or part of you as well is dying and you're going to rebirth. Okay. So I got to, we have a question. Um, and I wanted to elaborate real quick, but I think I'm going to get to the question because it's more important. So the question is, would using the oil for something else first help with the purpose of removing its life? So I don't know if I'm understanding this question. Would, the, okay. would using the oil for something else, like something else besides... A death spell or removing something out of your removing its life help the purpose. Yeah, can you rephrase that question? <laughs> so, so the death oil is not removing anybody's life. Yeah, I know. I think I think they understand that. But they're saying using it for something else first besides that. They're saying, yeah. Okay, maybe what I said was what they're doing. Okay, just keep saying, talk what you were gonna say. You're removing your life and your energy, what no longer serves you. So if it is an intention of, of there's a toxic person, like, same thing when you think of cord cutting, people know that one. So let me use that example. Okay, hold on. I got the, I got the gist of the question. Okay, the oil itself. Do you, the oil you use, if you use it for a different purpose, would it help with removing the life of the actual oil you use to make the death oil? She's talking about the actual oil, the jojoba oil. Do you need to remove the life from that oil? I mean, it's already removed. You're fine. It's just your carrier. Okay. So it's just your carrier oil. You, you don't need to remove the life from it. Okay. Okay. So there you go. I think we have clarity on that. Thank you so much for clarifying that and sharing and 
getting all that right. I am a little bit stoned, spiritual stoner here. So reading that question was a little doozy. But yeah, those are these are uh, this is an amazing knowledge here, amazing points. I'm really hoping the microphone is picking this up clearly for everyone to hear on the podcast, but for everyone watching, watch back at this segment <laughs> really because uh, Sandy here is dropping some knowledge. So you were talking about before I interrupted you, we we're talking about how were we cord talking? Cutting. Yes, cord cutting. Yes. <laughs> yes. So to clarify that for uh, and spirituality uh, mixed in with reality, to say it in a reali- re- realistic term, the term you're dead to me, when someone says that to you, they're really internally meaning in spiritual talk that our relationship is over. I'm cutting you off from me. Mm-hmm. When someone says, oh, you're dead to me, my sister your brother. So people have their siblings say that and all that kind of stuff. That's what they mean spiritually is that I'm your relation. I'm not, not that they're trying to, they want you dead or they're trying to kill you. You know, this is where we can't use our logic, our left brain logic too much. Um, yeah. So everything is really, it's always, that's what I say too. Every, every, since we're all connected, it's always cutting a connection. And what I like to say to people that aren't in spirituality, you never cut a connection because they they're not using the ritual and doing it the right way like you just explained people will just say oh yeah i'm done with that person they're out of my life and they're kind of trying to forget them but that's not how it works (laughs) like your connections never sever they don't really work like that you have to cut the connection uh spiritually Mm, good one. Mm-hmm. You have to remove 
no, thank you for sharing. Like, thank you. I'm like, this is, this is, I think, our third live, and we are really flowing on this one. Like, we haven't stopped to be like, what should we, what should we talk about? Or like, nothing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm about to get stoned. <laughs> I have a very clean red. Speaking of, Oh, speaking of blood moon eclipse, I have a very clean red bong here. I just cleaned this shit out too. I guess the eclipse made me do it. But yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I so I'm, you know, I'm a big respecter of the divine feminine energy. So that's why really the moon cycles they don't affect me like they affect you. Of course, you're feminine, of course, in the physical reality. But um I'm really respectful, so sometimes I get messages from both and I get messages from the different moods she goes through. And I guess that was a message. It was like, yo, clean your red stuff. <laughs> so. I think, um, so I had this conversation. I think this part, this actually pertains to you too, JT. And I don't know if you do it already because you are on the spiritual side. I know a lot of men, they love to try to connect with the divine feminine within them. And that's perfect. But you guys tend to work on the solar level. All the time. I'm, I'm, you know, being holistic spiritualist, I had to learn to do that, though. So let's be let's just be um, real. <laughs> let's be generically real. Yes, men are going to follow their sons because they're men. Like you said, sun energy. So, yeah, once I learned that my moon was in Libra and it was also a wind sign, I realized that me trying to be balanced my whole life was actually part of me trying to connect with my moon side. I just didn't know what I was trying to do. So when I did that, that's when I helped. That's when I started using the balance of the moon and the sun. I mean, really using the balance. So we're about to get deep here before I even smoke. So when you talk about getting in touch with your divine feminine, it's really flowing off of the lunar calendar as well. So like you said, a lot of men try to get in touch with their, their, their divine feminine, but they flow off their solar side and their solar calendar you got to flow off the lunar soul the lunar solar calendar really what men have to do because we're you know you're getting in touch with both so once you do that and you start that then that's when you start to really see things start to uncover on your divine feminine side because you flow with the cycles again you start having a cycle i'm getting really deep here you start having this man cycle that's what I'm saying. That's why the moon, the moon, the moon should have the eclipse affected me because I flow with her cycles now. So I have a cycle every two weeks where my inner mood shifts. It used to be my outer mood because I couldn't control it. So a man that can't control his his divine feminine or his lunar side is going to have his own cycle every two weeks that he don't know about. He's going to have a period and people are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with or what the heck is wrong with you? And it's like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. And it's really, he's on his cycle. But so, yeah, once you start to discover that and you float the lunar calendar and the lunar solar calendar, you discover you have a cycle as a man or as a divine masculine or as a male. And then you can start to work with your cycle. So what I do is I shut up <laughs> uh, when it's, I think it's new moon for me. I be quiet. I don't try to get too cocky. You know, I think, no, it's full moon. Because again, the full moon represents 
the black sun, right? It's the the new moon is the black the black moon basically or the black sun and then the full moon is basically the lit up black sun in so many words. So the full moon is like men howl at the moon and shit and get all sexually uh heightened because it's lit up. It's our sun at night. Our Whoa, we're really getting deep today. I'm channeling here. <clears throat> so that's It is. Oh. Because we as a culture do not have a healthy relationship with the divine masculine. We don't. We don't. We don't. We're getting shout outs in the chat room. Thank y'all. You're right. The divine feminine and masculine connections what we need to address. Because I actually, man, I watched a, a YouTube the other day. So spiritualists are on this shit. A lot of spiritualists are feeling the same way is that we're automatically going over the spectrum. Like, okay, it's cool we're giving women their respect back or whatever it's called or giving them their power back, but now it's like women are completely just taking over and they're putting the men, you know, they're putting the boot on the men's face. It's like there's no kind of, you know, uh, a working with. There's no transition. <laughs> it's nothing. It's just like, boom. So I don't know, you know, uh, how this happened. You know, of course, we're in a fast-paced world, age of Aquarius, a lot of information coming out there. But I do know that what we need to do is dial it back a bit and work with each other, divine, feminine, and masculine together. And then we can start to... No. Yep. You're uneducated in the fact that that's not what it is. And most people were not taught the divine masculine side and so don't even know how to work with their divine masculine because they automatically assume negative connotations when that's not at all it. It is a, it is a fatherly love, but it's not patriarchy in the sense of when you think of patriarchy and community or what we're going through as a or anything um, political. It's not patriarchy in that sense. It's patriarchy when you look at a family and you have a mother and you have a father. You have the mother that is nurturing. She provides for you as far as life and sustenance. And then you have the father who like is the protector and he is, you know, he guides you and he helps give you that power within you as far as the spark and the desire to Thank you for sharing. Great point, period. I mean, I got a simple one for you. Divine feminine, divine masculine. It's that simple. It's really just left energy and right energy. And what we need to do is combine that. I've heard a good one, too, on this YouTube video I was watching on this spiritual brother. And he was talking about basically the left and the right, the Democrat Republic, red and blue. Shit, I didn't want to say those words. Don't cut me off. But that's divine feminine and divine masculine in the spiritual aspect. So that's all they're showing you, really, uh, when you put it together. 
So it will always oppose each other, right? They will always oppose each other because it's opposing genders or energies or forces. So what they're trying to tell you with working together, all that shit's a fucking lie. Oh man, I'm really channeling because my my. So when you when I they say when you curse your course, but nah, when you're spiritual and you curse, you're smooth. So yeah, I'm yeah. So basically, just work with being balanced, divine spiritual beings, smokers and tokers. We actually got about eight minutes before we get cut off of everything because we got an hour on Zoom too, right? Correct. We got an hour on Zoom. Okay, well, the podcast has seven minutes. Yeah, I'm about there. Um, my live is good because I just got on Instagram, and then you said the Zoom's good. So if the podcast goes, I'll shout out at that. But we're really flowing, so we're just going to keep it going. Are there any questions? We have any questions? Anybody have a question? Too many confusing divine with toxic? Too Oh, yes. People confusing the divinity with toxic toxicity. Mm. Yes. yes, that's exactly exactly what I was trying to get at. Is a lot of people are looking at it in a spiritual way from traumas, past traumas that they've had and not really looking at it from what it is. It, it, it is very toxic in that way. Um, they're creating movements that Let's go. Go in. Go in. The podcast might cut off, but see you later. Dropping knowledge. Dropping knowledge. So, yes, correct. I'm going to say that, then I'm going to ask you a question that's going to get real deep. 
So I'm I'm gonna say this. Then I'm asking questions. It's gonna get real deep. So I'm gonna say that. Yes, the patriarchy, we don't need to completely overthrow the patriarchy and then just freaking, oh, I freaking love her is what you're getting from uh, my homie witchy sub over here. Uh, the patri- We can't completely overthrow the patriarch system and just in- integrate and just put in a new system. We have to integrate, adjust, combine, all that shit. So now I'm going to ask you this because now I got you here and I got... My homegirl, uh, witchy sub over here, which she is also uh, practices uh, witchcraft. So now I got both of y'all here. Here's a good question. And this is something I really have thought about hard since I heard this knowledge. It's had me on my, my mind's been going. What if these priestesses aren't telling you everything that they know? What if they don't allow men in their order because there was certain events that took place in the beginning of time that don't allow them to have that happen. And this question, I guess, or this knowledge, and she knows about this because I just, we actually came up on the knowledge around the same time. What if the battle in the beginning of the Bible between the angels who fell from heaven and all this good shit or the devil cast out in the earth, what is, what if that was between goddess women and goddess men? And the goddess women were the ones who were running the show, and the goddess men over the god men overthrew the women. And we have been struggling since then as civilization <laughs> to try to live on a man a men run. So I'm just throwing that out there. What if you know? start to defend that's when you start to see armies build up that's when you start to see 